Hello, everybody. Hello, Latonya. How are you? Hello. Latonya Williams. I, I, I love, uh, thanks for coming in, by the way. Oh, of course. And Happy to be here. I, I love talking to people that um, are outspoken and especially people that are outspoken and also like public personalities, people who are in the, the public eye, because mm-hmm. that's a whole nother level of speaking out. That's not just speaking out to your friends and family. That's like, it's a much bigger deal mm-hmm. doing what you're doing. And you do not hold back on your Instagram. <laughs> I love. No, I haven't. <laughs> and that's how I discovered you. I was going, I was scrolling the gram, and then I saw this like passionate, like it was almost poetic the way I'm not sure how you set up your, I'm not sure if you pre write it or how, like, or maybe it just comes with your natural ability to be on camera. But you were looking right at Instagram and communicating to me like no one else was. I'm like, she's talking right into my soul. <laughs> the way you were speaking about what's happening in the world and the, the, the division the, the and you cover all the, the big topics. And um, so thank you for um, doing what you're doing. Hey, likewise. And uh, so how did, where do we start with you? Maybe let's just start with what's it like to be someone who's, you know, an actor and you're, you're running in Hollywood circles. You just mentioned you were at the Leo's the other day. Um, what's that like to be someone who's outspoken? Well, it is, Definitely something I had to look at and a fear that I had to face early on, early on before I started, made the decision to start talking about it, because it was something that over the last couple of years, you really realize where pe- the, the, the lines are being drawn in the sand, right? And people are very outspoken on one side and are allowed to be outspoken on one side. And then the other side was basically being silenced. And I wanted to come up as someone who's not necessarily attacking one person or the other I just wanted to bring back the conversation like you know and I'm the person that I am like it doesn't it's not lost on me that I can say things that other people can't you know because I'm a woman or because I'm black like I mean when in the during the whole convoy they were really coming for anybody who wasn't a person of color. Oh, it was a right? racist movement. Apparently. It was a racist movement, yeah. right? They're, that's what they were trying to make it. So I was just like, hey, listen, if that's what you want, let let you listen, let, listen to me then. If mm. that's what you want to say about these people, go for it. But can you say it to me? You can't. Mm-hmm. So let's have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's all I wanted to do. Like, I didn't want to start making waves and start creating a bunch of haters across the nation. I just wanted people to listen like just to like let's let's listen to each other like mm-hmm. there are issues that need to be discussed that is just being completely railroaded so isn't that weird that these yeah. conversations can't happen anymore like yeah in my experience in radio the more sort of sensational you were or the more you talked about sort of uh taboo subjects that was good for ratings and that was right. kind of encouraged by my bosses like yeah good job for you know that was a great topic and you kind of pushed it just not shock. I was never a shock jock, but you mm-hmm. know, I bring up those things that maybe other people would feel uncomfortable talking about and questioning things and being curious. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, I've always been a lover of sort of you know, the conspiracy type stuff. Like that's my version of TMZ. I like to <laughs> follow these wild rabbit holes and mm-hmm. you know, some of it's real, some of it's not, but, um, but that was sort of what I always enjoyed doing. And I would share that with my audience. But then when it came to this particular pandemic, Mm-hmm. You couldn't question anything. And to me, it was like a big, weird, like, uh, like it felt creepy in a way. Like, what, what do you mean I can't? 
And the way that it was just pulling families apart and even on set, like, you know, you could hear some people being like, well, I can't be around anybody who isn't this or like just the blatant hatred that people have for people on the other side of things or having questions without ever even figuring out why it is that they feel that way or what they've experienced that would make them feel that way. Yeah. It just, it was just all suddenly okay. Yeah. And, How do you, so in with the circles that you run with, mm -hmm. um, is that because you're having an experience that none of us are having, you're, you're hanging out with different people and, and, you know, directors and, you know, producers and, you know, all sorts of the people, the hundreds of people that it takes to, to create a movie or, or a show. So are, are you the black sheep? Well, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I'm like, that was a weird Wait. thing. To... <laughs> well, literally and figuratively. <laughs> well, essentially, I am, I would not say that I'm the black sheep. I am perhaps the only one that was able to conquer the fear and start speaking out. But there definitely are, the more that I do speak out, the the people that also feel the same way, they just come to me. Mm. Like they reach out and they tell me like people that I would have never thought would have. Like on set, you mean? Or on like when set you're, okay. or, or even on Instagram or, or wherever. Like for, for instance, on set, when, when I was starting to come out with just some of those videos during the convoy or earlier this year, uh, there was people like on the crew that, I hadn't spoken before and then well, it's, it's terrible. Cause I mean, the whole crew is in mass. So you can't really see mm. who you don't really, I find it help. It hurt. It hinders our interaction. Like when everybody's in masks and like mm. it, for some reason it, it hinders the, it's hard to recognize people, yeah, to and recognize you, yeah, people. Yeah. but so I should the talent. And although you seem very down to earth, the talent is sort of a way of doing their thing and they hang out in different areas and you come out and you do the gig and you go, and there's mm. probably hundreds of people around you at all times, lights, cables, interns yeah. there's a ton of people that you really don't have the chance to Interact sit down at the craft food table and talk to yeah right. exactly exactly yeah. but i had some people like specifically pull me aside and be like listen i saw your video and just like you mm. you said before when they said that i'm like huh. <laughs> are you about to call me crazy what are or? <laughs> you about to say but multiple multiple people because i was on set at the time when i was up coming out with some of these videos um, I was filming a movie for the for like three weeks, so that was a few of the videos that were coming yeah. out. And uh, yeah, they were just like, I'm really proud of you. Like, I feel the same way. I can't believe that you had the guts to talk about it because I mean, it's very, it's it's pretty vicious the way that people have been talking about the unvaxxed or the the group of people that are questioning the narrative. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, just people just keep coming out of the woodworks in support or just like, or what's more, even more amazing is the people that came out that were like, listen, that were at first like being, posting all those memes that were like mean against the anti-vax or mm -hmm. unvax, vax free. And, uh, and then they come to me on Instagram and be like, listen, I, I'm learning. Thank you. I mm. appreciate you for saying what you've been saying. Um, and I'm glad that you have said this because I'm learning now and I'm sorry for the things that I've said in the past. I really didn't. Wow. Yeah. Like some people have done a full 180. Some people have messaged me being like, listen, I don't always agree with everything that you say, but I appreciate you for saying it. And I appreciate 
the conversation mm. that you're starting and you're worth listening to. So I just make that's, gives me, yeah. That's so cool because a lot of people have a hard time communicating because mm-hmm. there's a Thanks lot of, a lot of built up anger too and frustration mm-hmm. and you feel victimized if you haven't been able to fly anywhere or go on vacation, like, like your friends or whatever it is that you're experiencing. Yeah. Plus yeah. the isolation, the loneliness, the, all the things. Um, and so when you do, a lot of people, when they come out to speak, they can come across like, like pretty pissed. Abrasive. You speak about these things almost like poetically, like, you know, in a way that's like very, and full of compassion, but, but strong. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. you had, you do have a special, I mean, that's why you do what you do for a living because you're, you're, you're good at it. So, I mean, that's, what's great about people like you were speaking out. Cause I remember seeing your video for the first time. I'm like, Whoa. And I was like, I need to talk to this woman. <laughs> She's great. Um, cause it is about how the message gets out there. It you is. Know? It's not yeah. just the information. It's you, to say it in a way that makes people feel something. Cause mm-hmm. these decisions that we make, these opinions that we form, a lot of the times they're not based on fact. Right. They seem to be based on emotion, a feeling, a feeling, Emotions. right? So you're reaching people in a new way with this, how you're, right? how you're doing it. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's the point. Like the the point is to bring an end to this dichotomy, this polarity, this like good and bad and right and wrong and positive and negative. Like all of us as a society, that's what we do. We condition ourselves within those polarities. And then when we encounter this this polarity or the opposite pole in, in the world or with, even within ourselves, it manifests this friction, which elicits an emotional response. And then we're too, we're so distracted by that emotional response that we can't take responsibility for the outflow consequences of the, our preoccupation of our preoccupation with that emo, with our emotions, and that's going to be the like the outflow consequence of it all mm-hmm. is going to be this dichotomy, this world, this we're literally at war mm. in this world right mm-hmm. now. Like you can feel it in the streets, like it's palpable. Like half the people have gone back to sleep at this point. Like they don't, they think the pandemic's over and that, I don't know, the jab free are just whining, but. Right, yeah. You know, like. How did you get so smart? <laughs> like, are you have a, have you studied other things? Like I just, just listening to the way you speak, um, it seems like you either had a passion for reading books on psychology or neuroscience or well, spiritual books. I don't know what it is. <laughs> How did you, what's your, what's your passion? Well, um, what my passion is to find a solution that ends slavery abuse and poverty in this world i realized it or like a couple years ago this has been something that my dad's been working towards for many years and all this time i've just been like okay cool i'm really happy for you you're doing this thing dad building this company and during the lockdown, I realized really what was going on in this world. Like there was that moment where, which is kind of the beauty in the fact that there was this whole shutdown, the, the removal of distraction, the removal of all of our preoccupations. So for a moment, I was just like, oh, wow, look at, look at this mm. shit storm we are living in right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Like, so I became really passionate about what it is that we can do about it and finding solutions. And were you paying more attention to your dad's company at that yes. point? And what yeah. is that, what does that company yeah. do? Techno tutor. So what he, what their mission is, like, like I said, they were trying to end child slavery, abuse and poverty. And the way they're going to do that is through education because at the root of it all is inequality 
and that inequality comes from a lack of education, mm. right? Like we as a society, like for instance, like look at the elite, like the very rich or wh- however you want to name them. But these, they, what they do is they raise their kids up to be brilliant, really, really smart, to understand business at a very young age, to be fearless and to want to create things, right? We need to give that same sort of level of education to everybody because once we do that, once we can create a society of equals, we can find a solution where all life holds value Mm. instead of numbers and digits and systems and greed and power, Mm. right? And so what they, how they're going to do that is, is really, it's a focus on vocabulary, right? Because we manifest the words that we know. And if like, for instance, like, look at this, when, if you, when you're in a situation, anytime your body is taking in the environment around you, it manifests energy within you Mm -hmm. and vocabulary exists for you to channel that energy that you're receiving from the world that's building up in your body into words and thoughts that you can reason with logically Mm. right so if you have a high vocabulary you can walk into any room and not be manipulated because you take that energy you turn it into thoughts and words and you can decide for yourself within within your own discernment what makes sense but when you have a low vocabulary this is when you can be, be manipulated when you have a low vocabulary that that energy that processing energy that your body encounters it comes into you and if you don't have the words you're going to get conditioned to you'll be conditioned to like make your decisions based on that energy based on emotions based on your peers or the entertainment the feeling you get yes. the feeling and you just make the decision based on the feeling instead of having exactly. the words to just or, transcribe what's happening yeah exactly like to be to remain stable and then Mm. use logic and reasoning instead you you get emotional and then you just do whatever you have to do to survive within whatever group it is that you're in Mm. right Right? yeah 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 no that makes sense that makes sense it's like when you're having um an anxiety attack or something Mm -hmm. people describe um and i've I've had one in my life a couple years ago for I've, i've had people describe what it was like and i'm like being a good friend listening, but I didn't really understand what they meant. And then I experienced one for myself. And because I talked to several people who had an anxiety attack before where you're sort of overwhelmed and your heart starts to go and it feels like you're, I'm not sure if you've ever had that, but it's like you're running at top speed, but you're standing still. Wow. And my friend did such a good uh, job of describing that to me that when it happened to me once, it's only happened to me once, thank God, I was like, started to sweat, my heart's going. And I literally, just like you kind of described, talked myself out of it. And I said, oh, wow, this is, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with my thoughts. Uh, this is an anxiety, an anxiety attack. I'm now experiencing it. Now I understand what such and such and such and such was talking about. And I was right. able to sort of, um, it's kind of like what you just said. It's you sort used of, your logic and reasoning. I to used like, my logic and reasoning to. Get yourself back to a more stable spot. Right. And if I didn't know how mm. to do that. If I didn't know what was happening to you me, didn't have the vocabulary. If I was quote unquote uneducated, I maybe would have stood there and melted into a puddle on the ground, and God knows what. 
Yeah. 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 Does that exactly. make sense? That does make uh, sense. That does make sense. Can we sense. somehow induce you into an anxiety attack right now so you can really <laughs> tell Let me, me that is really the right what I'm describing? <laughs> well, I am an actor. I can probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I did an audition wow. this morning where I had to, like, just start crying. And I just, like, after the fact, I'm just like, it's just so funny. Like, I do all this work to try to be remain, like, to become like the master of my emotions outside of acting. But then yeah. when I'm acting, I'm just like a puddle of tears. Right. Like, like I, can, five I can imagine the things you have to do, you know, oh, it's like, hilarious. all the emotions you have to portray and the, all the, all the stuff. That's yeah. Wild. So, yeah. Mm, so that is really cool that you have become uh, passionate about education. Mm -hmm. And so this company that your dad started um, with its mission on educating people so that they can handle themselves in the world and end slavery and end entrapment and end sort of being, um, well, I guess a slave to whatever the elites want to That's dangle exactly in front of it. you. You nailed it. And yes. so how does that company work? I'm curious. So it's a, it's a, is it fund education or it's an education platform or it's, what is it's it? a software. Okay. It's an yeah. actual, okay. Technotutor is okay. a software. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a global company. Like there's, if anybody wants to talk about it more, they can always DM me or get onto my mailing list and we'll, we can talk mm. or message like, me you directly. log on. Yeah. You log and, on. Yeah. And I mean, without being able, being able to physically show you what it does, it's, you're able to like, let me ask you a question. If you needed to think about your heart beating, I hope this is multiple choice. <laughs> I might be slightly uneducated. Okay. <laughs> no, don't worry. Don't get it. This is going to be easy. I okay, promise. Okay. Yes or no. <laughs> okay. Ready. If you had to think about how long, how your heart beating, how long okay. do you think you would live? If I had to think about my heart beating? Yeah. Oh God. Well, not very long, I guess. Yeah. No, not very long. Yeah. No. Because I have so many other things to think about eating, surviving, surviving. Yeah. You would just go, you would go crazy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Does that so mean like, I, got the, I got it right. You got, you got it right. Yes. So same similar question. If you had to think about breathing, mm -hmm. how long do you think you would live for? Yeah, same thing. Not very long. Very, very, very short. Probably. Right. Probably immediately die. So when let's take it back to high school. When you were studying for a test, or maybe even university, when you're studying for university, cramming for your test, you did all your flashcards and all the different things. Mm -hmm. How much do you remember from that test? From any test. Do you remember anything from any test? No, of course not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Except that they were annoying. No, you yeah. write the test and then it's gone, right? right? You memorize it and literally probably by the end of the day, it's gone. You're on to the next thing. We're trained to see what we can repeat. Right, exactly. Regurgitate. Right. That's exactly what we're trained to do. Like, why is it that through our school system, we are forced to go through the mind and memory in order, in order to learn things? Because we're not, in the end learning anything at all we're not even we're not able to recall anything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what would you rather do would you rather be able to memorize something would you want your you or your child to memorize something or to know it to actually know it right just to know it to live it right exactly and so there's so it's a software that has a strategy a learning style mm -hmm. that helps you just to know things instead of it gets it down to the knowing part it works with the knowing part of your brain interesting yes techno tutor techno tutor interesting yeah. Now this seems like something, and believe me, this is not. A, I'm looking right in the camera. This is not a. This is not a paid sponsorship no. infomercial for Techno Tutor. <laughs> I didn't know. But I'm. I'm. This is kind of an interesting time in the world where yeah. 
a lot of parents are maybe second guessing the traditional way of learning the the public school system is under a lot of fire, especially in the States. They got weird things happening um, in schools. (laughs) That's another whole podcast, maybe. I Um, mean, the future of this world is dependent on the quality of our education. So people are looking for for like a um, we are not being taught homeschooled. (laughs) Right. Right. At all. People are looking for homeschools, and it's and that's fantastic, man. We need to get the, or we need to take more responsibility in our lives. That's kind of where the this whole thing sort of started falling off. Is that you know we kind of got screwed. I'm not screwed, but like all of a sudden, both parents need to work in order to pay for what the exuberant cost of living. Living. Mm-hmm. So the government's like, all right, let me tax both of you, and let me also take your stu- your kids, and let's take put them in the school, and we're going to indoctrinate them and teach them absolutely nothing, so that we can create a bunch of workers and not entrepreneurs, not people that can go out in the world and be creative and fearless and amazing. Yeah, the history <laughs> of education um, is actually quite dark with the Rockefeller mm-hmm. family and how they came in and set up education in a way and, and forced it really forced the public school system. I'm not an expert on the topic, but I interviewed someone who was talking about unschooling and she went mm-hmm. down the rabbit hole of the history of education. And they came in literally at gunpoint and said yeah. to communities, no, you're going to send your kids to this, school, uh, this, this thing. funded school yeah. that, and it became the public education system. And then and the same people did the same thing with the, uh, university and the medical system and big pharma and all this stuff so it's 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 got a dark past Mm -hmm. and it's someone else's design for sure yes um to keep us just like you said to be worker bees to regurgitate information Mm -hmm. to not to not really think for ourselves not to question anything just mm-hmm. whatever's in the textbook. <laughs> that's like the way it is. Inculcated with obedience, conformity, yeah. competition, and comparison. That's about so it. So you've got some of the most brilliant minds in the world who are doing these incredible jobs. Like some of these doctors that go to school for a decade mm-hmm. to specialize in one little thing. They're, so, they're, they're geniuses in their field, but they're just regurgitating what they've been taught. And they lack mm-hmm. the ability to think outside the box. Well, that's because we live in such a, like a, what is that, specialized vocabulary world. Like the way we, we've done this, they create special words just for doctors. And special words, they go as far as using Latin words. They take, they take outside of the English language just so that they can specialize the vocabulary so that you can call yourself a doctor and then you can call yourself a lawyer. And you not, you're not using the same words at all so the two things don't coincide or are able to communicate and therefore like look at look at the whole situation right now like we have the doctors that are calling all kinds of shots in the world as sort like dr ronnie henry calling all these shots but is she an economist is she also well versed in all the other reasons why people are dying like like Mm. drug abuse like social socioeconomics like it's just Mm. the She's she's her expert in her area, but and so don't get it, it makes sense that she's or it doesn't make sense, whatever it makes sense, but to her it makes sense what she the calls she's making, but she's no expert in everything else. Mm. And that's why we need to really focus on getting we need to very quickly accelerate our capacity to hold a very large vocabulary. I'm not saying that everybody needs to be an expert in everything, but we need to at least equalize ourselves to the system so that we can well, not everybody, but certain people can get into politics so that we can make change the laws and create a system that is actually going to help everyone. 
So that's that's the end game with Techno Tutor. It's a whole interesting. That's a new yeah. uh, spin on the idea that we need to increase education because most people are saying, "Well, we need to increase education. We need to raise money and send more kids to college, or you no. know, and <laughs> and give them more of that that indoctrination." Yeah. You know, and it's like the higher you go now, it's the worse it gets. Yeah, but the longer you're in school, the, yeah, <laughs> the dumber you are. Okay, I said it. <laughs> well, there's the it, when you get when you have the wrong starting point, like yeah. then you at you're further down the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. like yeah so it's yeah. just it's harder to even talk to like the people that do find themselves or describe themselves as highly educated because they're just not necessarily going to listen mm -hmm. to anybody else especially after you spend all that money to learn yeah, all that stuff exactly how dare you uh, <laughs> question what i know yeah and, and, and how and and yeah you you wouldn't even want to question no you step you out wouldn't, to, it would rock you your whole world yeah you paid for this shit man <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong like i personally i have a degree in molecular biology yeah. biochemistry and business and that was fascinating and i love i like i enjoyed it but like you also need to yeah there's a whole nother way you can support yourself to be more able to deal with the world like we need to get raise our kids to be able to take on jobs that haven't even been created mm -hmm. created yet yes yes exactly right? yeah the most the, the most popular jobs in the future haven't even yeah they're not even a thought <laughs> they're in not invented head. yet now hold on you have a degree in what i can't even say what you just said you have a degree in what <laughs> molecular biology and biochemistry and business and, jesus <laughs> and and how do you what you didn't want to you did that that doesn't sound easy i don't even <laughs> barely know what you just said it does not sound easy whatever it is and and uh, look, I'm just a radio guy. I, I introduced Backstreet Boys on the radio for oh, eons. Yeah. That was my job. <laughs> um, so um, how did you get into becoming an actor? Well, I um, it's funny. I went to school originally because I did want to become a doctor. And I wanted to become a dermatologist specifically because I just had terrible skin growing mm. up when I was a kid. Mm. So I want to be a dermatologist. Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. Over yeah. Oh, that's wow. real. <laughs> wow. You're joking. You, you, no. have, you have glowing skin. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, luckily, you know, acne does act. You do grow out of it sometimes. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And then you you went for that. And then at some point you just. Well, halfway through my degree, I, fi I found out how long it was going to take to become a dermatologist. Uh, and that was way longer than I wanted to spend in school. Yeah. It was like 15 years. It was, it was really? an incredible amount of time because you have to do, you know, your undergraduate and then medical school and then specialist school. And it's just a whole wow nine yards. Yes. That's intense. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a lot. And it's an expensive, yeah, uh, very expensive. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Time and money. Lots of time. And so that's when halfway through, I didn't, I, I, I'm not a quitter. So I wanted to finish that degree, but I also wanted to, see what else uh was out there so i picked up a business major as well just because i was like well maybe that'll be more applicable to life and mm -hmm. i can go down that path and then it, <laughs> get this at one point i was going to be a pharmaceutical sales rep ah, <laughs> ah, yes the devil wears <laughs> right? wild yeah that was like in my last year of school i was doing and it was the summertime um, leading up to my last year of school, and I was doing all of these information interviews with pharmaceutical reps, and and um, then I took this course on. I was simultaneously taking this course on um, business ethics, and I just found out how 
unethical pharmaceutical companies are. Mm, and it was just so not aligned with the person that I am. Like, I'm a very, like, let's look at your diet if there's problems. Like, let's, like, I'm a very natural kind of person. Mm. Like, I want to eat organic and whatever. I mean, who knows what's good about the organic or not anymore at this point. But, like. Yeah. <laughs> point is, you. Point is, was not, I'm not a pill pusher. Right. So, yeah. I'm sitting there with my one more year to go, not sure what I'm doing and I couldn't find a summer job. So I started doing background work. I was an extra in movies. Wow. Yeah. This is a fun side thing. It's a fun side thing. And I, okay. When I was a kid, I really wanted to be an actor. My parents wouldn't let me. I like, I did this school play. I played, I went for the biggest role in the play. It was for King Nebuchadnezzar. And I was like, I don't care. I am auditioning for this role because it's the biggest one. And I got it because I was just so confident. Wow. Like, wow. You're the king. I was the king. Right. <laughs> I played the king. Yeah. <laughs> king Nebuchadnezzar. Amazing. Yeah. So that, but that kind of died out because I, I had all kinds of different avenues that I, I was I was an athlete and dance coach teacher whatever person anyways yeah. lots of things in, in universe or in high school but then it all sort of came full circle in that moment when I was on set for that summer and I was just like man I always wanted to be an actor like and I'm watching I'm, I'm here doing the extra work they don't always treat the extras that great either on set and I'm looking over at the principal actress and I'm just like I want to be that girl so yeah <laughs> And so you did it. So that's what I did. Yeah. Wow. What was your first uh, role that wasn't uh, a background? My first character? role, the first thing I ever booked was a Coca Cola commercial. Wow. Yeah. It wow. was, and I didn't even make the final edit of it, but like that was like within the first few months. And I booked this entire campaign and it was just like, oh, this is acting. This is amazing. Wow. And did you find it hard? Acting? Or well, I sort of what I did was I it is hard. It's it's hard just because you just have to all of a sudden like do especially commercial auditioning. You just they put you in a room. They're like, OK, now bark like a chicken or whatever. Like they just they just this uh, is the most ridiculous things you have to do for commercial auditions. Like, yeah. And it's cattle call. Yeah. It's like a there's huge a cattle call. 50 or 100 people in a room. Yeah. All one at a time. Like yeah. there's a lot of time waiting around. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just it's so you just have to get very comfortable just doing anything the, yeah. like just completely unexpected and i was i just sort of learned as i went like i started doing uh scenes scene study while i was auditioning yeah and but i just always i think auditioning is the best way to like really learn to really because you at the end of the day when you're an actor like what the lines yes people can get the lines and stuff but what you need to do is be confident in yourself so you're not battling your anxiety while trying to be present in this moment mm. right so it's just like eventually it all comes down to just being able to be present and you're not really able to be present if you're like perpetually in your head right and does that yeah. have any um besides the employment aspect of it does it have any other benefits like that skill in your day-to-day -day life when you're not on set like the idea of becoming really present being present it's it's like, not, do you use yeah. That? Oh, 100%. Do you like, are you at home and you're like, I'm going to act like I'm not freaking out at my boyfriend right now who's being an a hole? You know and... what? <laughs> I wouldn't say I got that from acting. That would more so come from the tools like with TechnoTutor that they use. Like, I started, you start developing an awareness. So maybe that those tools have helped my acting actually because you start developing an awareness of 
like those little tiny back checks and thoughts and then starting to be like and no we're not gonna go there we're gonna right. and then you learn to empower yourself right to take your power back and direct the situation for, and not go into that energetic experience that was probably bubbling beneath the surface mm -hmm. yeah so, yeah and i bet that would have been helpful the last uh few years as mm -hmm. you mentioned at the top of this interview you've seen what's been going on in the world and that's been uh something that you've been very outspoken against on on or about on social media um because you seem very like strong in a time where a lot of people are crumbling and going mm -hmm. through like a dark time like <laughs> it's i mean it hasn't been easy for anyone no but, like how have you stayed sort of positive not only positive but you've had to go to work and perform during this during all this weirdness that's going on and politically and what's your secret what's um, your key i would say my, my key is is certainty you know and, and purpose i i there's a reason why i have decided to speak out you know like i really want to affect change in this world and i see that it's possible like we do have solutions available for people if we, and it's imperative at this moment that people do speak up because otherwise we're not heading it anywhere good. We just, we just aren't. It's, and we're, and we're currently not anywhere good. Mm. So unless you want to continue just creating what's already been created, you need to stand up and do something yeah. different. So. Do you worry about like losing gigs? I or? do. I have. Yeah. That was definitely a fear that I had to con conquer. Um, because like you go for an audition, they go, oh, yeah, you're the crazy chick that was uh, <laughs> saying we should all be treated equally, huh? You're against uh, segregation, super, medical segregation. Super rude of you to say, yes. <laughs> does, that, does that worry when you step into uh, an audition room and you look at the director and you think, because I experience that sometimes when I meet people, I go, oh, did they see that the news, CTV news called me crazy? Yeah. You know? Do you experience that. that and then worry that that's going to hinder your career or is that like... Uh, Not a that, thought, was, really. that was something I definitely looked at um, and I, I investigated that one, reprogrammed that thought because in the end, I don't want to, like I just said, create what's already been created. There's not a whole lot of good in this world mm. where there's a lot of distraction. There's a lot of preoccupation. I don't want to just add to that. I want to create something different so that we can... Uh, create a, a world of equals so that not everyone's i mean bring an end to like poverty and abuse the ridiculous things that are happening in this world and so back to your question yeah i'm afraid of that i'm losing certain jobs but more so i'm excited about the jobs that will come my way and the relationships that will come my way because of the courage that i've shown or because of the integrity that I have and I want to attract those kind of people into my life that we can mm -hmm. come together, create something. Yeah. Now we guess there's, there's a lot of people that are working, especially in, in making movies and TV that are, are awake, but they're just not outspoken because you know why they don't, they're not in a position to really want to put themselves out there. But, um, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm sure you must run into people uh, on, on set. Like you said, the pull you aside and they're like, Hey, way to go. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. there's been zero people that have come to me and been, oh my God, I cannot believe that you said that. Zero people, like in my life. <laughs> Especially not like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> there's been so many more people that were grateful for me having said something yeah. uh, than, than it, I could have ever thought. Like, I mean, when I first 
came out. It, it honestly feels like you're coming out of the closet a little bit. Right. Like you're yeah. Just like when I first came out as a free thinker. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Guilty like, as charged. Oh, my God. Like, I did anticipate a, a, a lot more backlash um, than I got. Yeah. So, like. It's funny that pe the people that just don't get it just sort of disappear. They fade away. And then the the your mm -hmm. tribe, everyone's got that word. that like, Your tribe just sort of shows up. Exactly. They just yeah. they just come. They The, the ones that. They roll deep. They, they're mm -hmm. they're showing up, right? Yeah. And I and I think it, what am I gonna do? Like I, I would just be silent and then continue on in this like this. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I have a, a wonderful career. I love I love my job. But like, what am I gonna? That's not gonna help the world. <laughs> mm, wouldn't be as satisfying if you... no. There's no purpose in yeah. that. Like, yeah. interesting. Well, mm -hmm. you're like I mean, it's normally people in actors and Hollywood types are very like just all about themselves and they don't really care about helping the world. Maybe that's a stereotypical thing to say, but. Well, I mean, um, I, I think it comes with a job. You do need to like, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. or it's refreshing. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I just say it's re refreshing your attitude on it, that there's more to mm -hmm. um, just getting the gig and getting your face on the poster. Yeah. You want purpose and a sense of yeah helping the world in your life. Yeah, for, like from yeah. the get-go, like it was to build this platform so that I can influence and use that influence in a way that will eventually maybe turn the ship around. Mm. But, That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And you've worked with some cool people. Yeah, like, I have, yeah. Right away, Kelly Rowland jumped uh -huh. out with me. Everyone probably says that one first, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, like whoa, Please. Destiny's Child? What? Give was, that credit where it's due. Right? She gets all that credit. She's the coolest person. Okay, I, I don't want to say she's definitely the coolest person. Yes, she is. I I was not gonna want to say it, but I said it. She's what, the coolest person. Well, yeah. Ever. So when you booked that gig, I mean, you must have had a scream moment. Like, oh, like, oh yes. my god! I just I'm, I'm doing a movie with Kelly Rowland. Like yeah. Well, it's crazy. funny when I did originally book it, I didn't know. They didn't tell me until there was this one moment. It was actually funny. We were I was at this um, show at the Colch. And my agent happened to be there and he was like, we're just found each other at the end of the night and we're just coming up to each other. He's like, did you know? And I was like, what? Do you know who you're going to be uh, <laughs> on screen with? Who? Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm playing her sister, which is just, okay, this is mind blowing to me because when I was in, I, when I was younger and I grew up in Surrey, so maybe there was just wasn't a lot of black people or something, but people used to say, I looked like Kelly Rowland. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you just sort of, I could see it. I could Do see you? people saying that. I don't yeah. know. I don't always see it, but like, yeah, it's just so funny that I grew up to play her sister. Wow. That was the celebrity name that I, that I usually got. That is then. wild. Yeah. And what's the name of that? Uh, project again? Merry Little Christmas. So Merry that's Little the whole Christmas. franchise. The right. last one we did was Merry Little Christmas Baby. Right. Okay. Yes. Is there any more of those coming out? Well, Maybe we don't know. I don't think I can say. Well, people do tune into the Kid Carson app to get all the Hollywood exclusives. So I'm disappointed that you're not oh, spilling dear. the beans. I'm so sorry, listeners. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's amazing. Well, this has been a fun conversation. Yeah. What What else do you, What else do we not know about you that uh, I'm not asking? You know, we've got you here. You're You're out there. You're loud. You're proud. You're You're taking get used risks. To it. Yeah, get used to it. <laughs> You know, I, I think it's just great what you're doing. And there's, uh, it's you. very interesting to, uh, to have people that, you know, don't have to say anything. And you can just 
cruise along uh, when they do. I always really uh, appreciate connecting with people like that. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like that's where the responsi- responsibility lies. It's like people often say, like, oh, you've got a lot to le- to lose. And I'm just like, I don't really see it that way. I feel like I have more of a responsibility mm. to say something. Yeah. Would your, your, did your family and friends that were sort of like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you, you're like, you're in, you're with Kelly Rowland up there. And now you're saying we should all be free. Like, what are yeah, you doing? Like, you're I risking mean, everything. It's at the risk of it all, essentially. Right. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, there are definitely, I mean, there's casting directors, directors like that probably might not see me again. Who knows? Yeah. But I mean, it'll all blow over. What are you going to do? Like, not have me in your movie, you're lost. <laughs> right, right. That's a good attitude to have. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. You have, were your, were your, were your parents or your dad oh. were they concerned or? Um, I'd say my my mom was a little concerned for sure. Like, but they knew. I mean, they were perhaps a little bit concerned, but they also are aware that like I put in the work to get myself to the place where I can be stable in what I'm saying. You know, like they mm. know that I'm not. Like, like I said, but like, it's that certainty within me. Like, I know that I've faced the fears. I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be someone that, you know, someone comes at me with whatever they have to say. I'm not going to just crumble and like, look at whatever mistake, whatever I did as a mistake and a failure and go within myself and mm. get depressed and whatever. They know that I'll be able to just be like, no, I'm going to have this conversation. We're going to be stable if you want to come at me yelling, that's fine. But I, they knew that I wasn't going to go into some sort of like deep, dark place afterwards, even if I did get a lot of backlash. Yeah. I guess so, no parent wants to see their kid uh, make themselves a target. Yeah. For something, yeah. what you yeah, do exactly. when you come out and you speak out against the narratives of, of yeah. the mainstream. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. your, your parents uh, really raised you well. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah. to be like strong and cause it, this is a time where people I are getting so shaken too. to the core, you know, and, and, you know, who knows, maybe it's just getting started with what could happen over the next few years. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, what was the trick? How did your parents, uh, is it that techno thing again? I would, it's, I have to give the credit where <laughs> really? it's due. It oh really, God. yeah. I gotta like, get my kids on this. What's it called again? Techno tutor? Techno tutor. Oh, man. I wish that I had done it when I, I didn't have it growing up, but like the kids that are using it, like from a very young age, you can use it from like 10 months on, uh, Man, there's 10 just, months yeah like you just start working with them like you do it's just it's just a matter of them looking at it it's just it's, oh my god it's you can get them started really young and if as you do that like you can just see that these kids are just like so when when you get these words into them such from such a young age they're able to be so much more creative mm. right like the more words you have with meaning the more meaning you can give to your life and this world interesting play better and talk yeah yeah well and there's nothing better. cuter than uh, a young <laughs> child who can use big words oh my gosh Do you know what yeah, yeah. when the when, uh, when first time my son max was like four, just turned five yeah he used a big word it was like oh can you say that again where's my phone <laughs> oh my god yeah. so where did you learn that you know you want, yeah. you want to film it because it's it's fun exactly. when kids are smart yeah, yeah like we have this one five-year-old in the group like he's been using working with it since he was a kid and he was, was just in the store saying some story to an adult and he's like man you're really smart for your age he's like oh yeah how old do you think i am he's like i don't know 11 he's like oh no you're way wrong i'm five wow wow <laughs> yeah amazing so it's 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 kind of techno tutor is it's like a melding of unschooling plus actually giving some sort of like 
a little bit of uh, a structure so that there is, so you know that there is something that's happening and it's just a little bit of work a day, like half an hour. Like some kind of a course that you follow. Yeah, there is a course. And then there's also ways that you can just um, uh, make it free, make it your own, make your own lists. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. That's fascinating. That's very cool. I have to check this out. Techno tutor. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'll put a link in this episode. Okay. People can check it out. As I'm yeah. telling you, I've talked to so many parents, they want to pull their kids out of school. Get your kids out of school, man. <laughs> Save your kids. Do it. Save your kids. Yeah. Save yourselves. Do this. And throw that's, that's throw do. them in a room with this laptop and just they'll come out geniuses. <laughs> One week guarantee. You heard it here first. You heard it here. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. This has been so great. So great. High five you. High Thank five. you. Thanks You're for having me so I will much. continue to follow you on Instagram and watch your, I don't even know what you want to call them. They're not rants because that would imply <laughs> people always say that I rant, but uh, what do you call them? They're like, um, I don't know. I, the first I was doing like, videos. Now I'm, I've kind of tr- transformed into like the shorter format to do the reels just to say what I got to say yeah. and move on. I don't even know, like I'm how consistent I'm going to be with it. Like I just need to, when it needs to be said, I'll say it. And you're inspired. Yes. You flip on the reels and you do it. Yes, I will do it. And it's great. Cause uh, yeah. yeah, it's like I said, you're, Planting seeds with people who are maybe asleep, come across it, and are, whoa, you just said hit me in a, in a different way. All right. Love what you're doing. Thank you so much. Latanya Williams, thank you for being here. <laughs> Good, Carson. And I might not even have to edit this one. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's so great. You said what had to be right, said. Right. <laughs>